As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, Good morning and welcome to episode 9, 3... Five of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to the podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a week, $4 a month for the best content for every sport in the world. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Slam through. <laughs> Taylor. Hey, uh, ask me, your dad, to put the cat out. Ask me. Dad, we put the cat out. I didn't know it was on fire. I get down. He lifts me up. I get down. He lifts <laughs> me up. I get down. He lifts me up. I get down. <laughs> Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Wow. That was good. Thanks, man. Like the call and response. Glad to have everybody back. <laughs> uh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I, I, the big news, guys, is Russell Westbrook got traded to the Wizards, and he's going <laughs> to wear number four. Which, number four? Which feels so strange. It, it was his preferred number since the beginning, and obviously he gets to the Thunder. Nick Collison's number four. Can't Nick Collison won't let him have it. And so... He's been zero ever since, but now he finally gets to be the number he wants to be, and it's weird. That is really weird. Why is he the number four? Is that? It's just all that was his like high school number. Really, That's his number growing up. Yeah. Well, he is Russell Westbrook the third, so it seems like there's a pretty obvious number that it should have been. Yeah, I. R W three. That sounds good. R- Rolls R- right off the tongue. <laughs> what What do we think about this trade? Because I just honestly can't understand it from the Houston Rockets perspective. The pick is not good. I mean, honestly, you I just can't believe they didn't get more for taking on John Wall's contract. <laughs> because John Wall's contract goes the same length as Russell Westbrook's. It's not like his is only a year left and they get the financial relief. But is it it is less than Westbrook's though? Correct? It's the exact same. Really? The exact same it's contract. It's the same contract. 
Yeesh. And they got one pick that is lottery protected in 2023, and the protections yeah. go down, but it could eventually, if the Wizards are bad enough, which they might be bad enough, it may only convey his two second-round picks. And so you got a player that hasn't played forty more than 41 games since 2016-17, and you got a pick that may or may not be any value whatsoever. That sounds stinky. It's a horrible deal. It's an it's awful really, deal for Houston. It's a really good trade for a team that has their draft oh in four years for four years it's great it's great for the 21 pick for the thunder for the pick swap because there's no way james harden is sticking around for this for the john wall demarcus cousins duo okay but wasn't like isn't this why westbrook really wanted out because Harden probably told him, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of here. Definitely. <laughs> so then so then, why are we even talking about Harden as if he's going to because be that's a what, part of this? Because that's what the, the Rockets are saying. That's what people are saying right now is that, okay. that they're the, going to try to keep James for this season. Ugh. I think yeah. the thing that Shirley Houston's betting on is like, number one is it feels like this is maybe all they could get for Russ which I know for uh, some of our fans is going to be a very difficult pill to swallow. But I think that Russell's contract, especially coming out of the bubble, I think there was just, I mean, it was probably already um, a difficult contract to move. And that's a gentle way to say it. But I think coming out of the bubble, um, knowing that Russ had all the leverage or, and, and which means Houston had none of the leverage, I think it just made it more and more difficult to think about moving that contract. And so, um, I get that, me, but you take back John Wall though, like you're like what, that's what your alternative. alternative? <laughs> you just say suck it up, Russ. I mean, it's probably a new front office, like they're just clearing house, trying to start over from something that has nothing left from the old. Yeah, it's but, just, I mean that's the know? bet. The hard part is, is what do you? Because with Harden, you're gonna get Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Levert and Jared Allen. You're gonna get two guys that can play. And then you're going to probably get a, a bucket of picks for the next five years. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. But for us, it's kind of if you wanted to clear house, there's no way you can do it and take on less money is, is the hard part. Like, the only you know, way you do it is if you incentivize somebody to take him. Well, but what makes sense, and Alex mentioned this on Twitter, is like Charlotte, trade Batum and whatever Zeller's there or whatever Plumley's there. Yeah. I think they're all the same people. And boom, next thing you know, you have Russell and Charlotte. If that's all it cost was to, and, and that's why for Houston is like, did they want John Wall, I guess maybe? Is that what would stop them from making that trade? <sighs> I don't know why you'd want John Wall at this point. The dude hasn't Can played. Can I, before we move too far, I want you to just, I just want to all together recognize that Tillman Fertitta said that Chris Paul had the worst contract in the NBA and has now signed or traded for both Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Yeah, he flipped it for a worse one and then yeah. he flipped it for the worst one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And people, I just don't, some of the analysis I think is just dead wrong. Like just dead wrong. 
because they talk about John Wall as if he's a basketball player that's played basketball recently. Right, that's what I was going to... I was actually going to bring up. Maybe Houston is like, hey, maybe he'll stay injured and we can just collect the insurance money. And, and that, then his salary is like not like Russ's. That's the most be. logical thing I've heard so far. Oh, that, cool. Thank you. <laughs> that makes wow. the most sense to me. Because here's the deal with Russ. I know that as far as Russ being a like, championship point guard, like the set, first or second best player on a team, like that ship has sailed. But we're moving the goalposts for Russ now. The, the goal now is make the playoffs. If you want to make the playoffs, Russ is your man. Russ will get you there. I firmly believe that the Wizards are going to make the playoffs this year. They'll for sure make the play-in, but I think they're going to be in the playoff mix. I think he and Beal... I mean, think about like who is the second best player the on the Wizards? Who was the second best player on the Wizards last year? Thomas Bryant. I mean, no, it's Davis Bertans. Oh yeah, probably Bertans. Thomas Bryant was out. Yeah, Davis Bertans is a nice shooter, but That's probably it. Jerome Robinson. <laughs> it's just not Ish, Ish Smith. Smith. Yeah, their team was depleted of talent. They didn't have anybody. You have to talk yourself into the other guys on the team. Now, Russell Westbrook is a is a massive upgrade on what they had last season. Huge. He's a playing basketball player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's a guy that's playing <laughs> the game. Can play the game of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I think it absolutely improves Washington. I think that Washington is now a playoff contender. Yeah. Uh, not a contender, but I think they're... So if you go back to those teams, obviously they're not Milwaukee. They're not... Indian or they're not Boston, Toronto, the Nets. Who else do we got here? I'm missing somebody. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, the they're, Heat. To me, they're eight. To me, yeah, they're I would eight. put. I would probably put them above the Pacers. Yeah, that's totally. That is totally possible. That is so totally seven, possible. Six. Yeah, they they're in the mix for seven eight, in my opinion. How did how does Washington have a roster that looks like this when they are a team that's been trying to build a better team for the last like four years, five years? Because hey, John Wall contract, man. Well, I know, but p- other people have huge contracts and they're able to build like like they, decent teams. Yeah, up until the, the Rui draft, they've been trading their draft picks for years for players that didn't work out. Like they traded Kelly Oubre for Trevor Ariza. Yeah, and then they yeah. and then Trevor Ariza. It was an expiring contract, and he left. Yeah, asset gone, everything gone. What happened with the Otto Porter thing? They traded Otto Porter to the Bulls for yeah. basically nothing, because just to get rid of his contract. Yeah, that's silly. asset gone, player gone. Yeah, so that's Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter, no, both nice players. Poof, gone with yeah. nothing, really nothing in return. Marcin Gortat, president of Poland, now gone. Poof. Poof. Into thin air. Poop. <laughs> Poop. Gone. <laughs> Flushed. Yeah, I mean, and they have mismanaged assets. They, trades, they traded second round picks for years just for nothing. Just yeah. gone. I mean, the, the mismanagement of assets has been crazy. And now they have Tommy Shepard, who's done a better job and has drafted guys. And, and now they've got Denny and they've got Rui and they're, they're trying to do something. I feel horrible for those guys. Like I think Russell helps them a lot. I think he's going to be terrible for those two. I think he's going to yeah. just completely yeah. destroy them. But hey, can I tell you the yeah. details specifically of the auto porter trade? Yeah, yes. please. The Chicago Bulls 
have acquired forward Otto Porter Jr. from the Washington Wizards in exchange for Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a protected 2023 second round draft pick. Hell yeah. Flushed. <laughs> Bobby Poof. Portis? Yeah, he was, and he was expiring. Oh, okay. Because he went to the Knicks. Yeah. I don't remember him ever. Now he's in Detroit. Where is he now? No, he's on the Bucks. The Bucks. Yep. The Bucks. I'll tell you who's in a just a really bad place right now, though. Scott Brooks. I think Scott that's, Brooks. That's why Brooks. he's there. He's no, no, no. Dude, no they're no. in. Scott is elated. Yeah. Oh, Scott yeah. loves Russell. I bet they called each other immediately and were just like, "Oh, I'm so they talked. They they had been in communication, like talked through the years. That makes like, all a the time. lot of sense to me. But they they both really really like each other. Yeah. Oh. So Scott. I mean, Scott's they kind of grew excited. up. Grew up together, like in some Scott, sense. Scott was the guy that decided to start Russell. Mm-hmm. He didn't start until Scott became the coach. They they're they're both very excited. Also, Scott Brooks let Russell and Kevin do whatever they wanted to do, basically. Yeah, I said this on the Daily Ding. Um, Russell Westbrook is on an airplane right now with now I do what I want, just blaring. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's going to help the Wizards. And it's going to help Bradley yeah, Beal. Yeah. Because the person that was doing whatever they wanted last year was Ish Smith. Mm-hmm. Ish Smith, great guy. Small man. Much much better guy than he is a basketball player. I'll say that. <laughs> He's not a bad basketball player either. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I think the Wizards, I think it's a home run for the Wizards, to be honest. I think it makes them relevant. It makes them exciting. It makes you want to pay attention to them, which is something that you haven't been able to say since 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Well, not that that city's going to be able to enjoy it in person, but that town will love. I know they love John Wall. Everybody loves the guy that you had. Yeah. But I think they'll really resonate with what Russ brings. Like, you know, because you can say whatever you want about Russell Westbrook and, and trust. I mean, we've dealt with the good and bad yeah. of Russell for however long, 15 years, it feels like. So the thing is though, is he competes. And if he's on your team until it, until it turns sour, you love him until, wow. until game six of round one, you love him. until him and Dame <laughs> <laughs> happens. Yeah. No, they're going to love it because he's going to take them to the playoffs. Some, something they haven't done in a long time. He's going to make them fun and relevant. People are going to talk about the Wizards. And, you know, whenever you tune in for like a national podcast and you hear them talk about your team, it's always you're at least intrigued. Sometimes they say bad things about your team, but if they say good things about your team, you're always very happy. It makes the makes the fan base happy. So the Zards have pretty good uh, jerseys too. I think Russ is going to look Russ will look in great that, in that jersey. It's going to be great. And again, like we're moving the goalposts. The goal isn't to win a championship anymore. It's just to make them relevant and make them a playoff team. It's just to be better than Charlotte. Yes, it's just yes, and they will easily be better than Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, the the Bradley Beal Westbrook duo is in the Eastern Conference a yeah. very nice duo. It is because Bradley Beal is very very good. Is very very good. Very nice. Is <laughs> very nice. He is, wow, he is very nice. So, anyways, anything else on the rest trade that you guys need to get off your chest? Here's uh, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. Really, yeah. I don't care about Russ anymore. 
Right. I'm over him. Yeah. So is that the thing? That's that, it. That's the thing? That's it. Okay. Well, think about this, it. Luke. In Houston, the two most notorious strip clubbers are on the same team. Yeah, that's true. They're going to be best friends now. The or, clubs are coming down, baby. Or the worst of enemies. I love that. Or the worst of enemies. Think um, about this. I mean, J- James Harden, who has leaked that he wanted, preferred John Wall to Russell Westbrook. Has that? Yes. Yes. How are, they, how are these people remaining friends? I don't know. He's gone from Chris Paul to Russ to now John Wall. Because that's what he wanted. But also, without accepting his responsibility and their failures, he just goes ahead and blames the guy next to him every time. Yeah. And I was also like firmly telling them, get me to the Nets. Wow. Get me to the Nets. I want John Wall, but also I better not be playing with John Wall next year. Exactly. It's, it's man. It's a, Is it's, there a it's more toxic a- superstar in the NBA? Yeah, they're on the nets. All of them are on the <laughs> nets. They'll all be on the nets. It's kind of like the consistent, the consistent theme about James Harden and the, the Rockets is this, and even what Russ said, which, you know, obviously we're going to land on the side of I probably what Russ said is correct, but one of the reasons Russ leaves is this lack of accountability. Well, what, what does that mean? Uh, I don't right? know. Right? Like, what does that mean for that team? That means that. There's no accountability for the leaders. It's literally like they're the Clippers. Yeah. But without, you know, like with too much of the sourness of that team, because nobody cares about the Clippers yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't that that when you say there's no accountability and then you hear that from Ariza and you hear that from so many other guys, like that's on Harden. It's on Harden. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason Daryl's gone. Daryl said, I, he's like Jeremy Grant getting out of the sinking ship. He's gone. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because the mafia is known for being very, um, very organized and very on top of everything that's going on. And what is everyone doing? Is everyone doing what they're supposed to be doing? So it's strange that Tillman Fertitta would not treat this um, like uh, like how he's used to things being being treated. It's coming true. from the mob. That's true. Sure. From uh, the shows I've watched, the limited mafia shows, the correct in video games, correct. <laughs> and like Bubba Gump, if you've ever been there, I have not. I mean, they're pretty on I, top of stuff. I have never been to Bubba Gump. It feels like an atmosphere and a culture of, of exactly what we're talking about. The <laughs> Rockets are not. I agree. I like Bubba Gumps. I'm firmly in the camp of Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> I've. I'm not a big. I, I like seafood, but I like I don't go to. I've never been to Bubba Gump. I've I've only been to Red Lobster once with your family. That's the only time you've been to Red Lobster. No, I've been twice, but both times with you. Yeah. I and I I'm just not a. I yeah, don't it's know. fine. It's fine. I just never think like I want to go to, you know, fast casual, let fish me, restaurant. Let me tell. Let me let me tell you why. It's because we are in Oklahoma City. Yeah. No, you pick the lobster right out the tank. It's fresh. I like that. You know, Golden Corral has <laughs> seafood buffet on Sunday. They used to at least <laughs> in, the, in the before times. Oh, clams! But you don't you you don't go to like a seafood restaurant when you're at the beach or anything. 
Well, if I'm at the beach, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good, actually. But like here in OKC, like the Drake, the Oyster, Oyster Bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That never, place is good, though. Never been. I've had I mean, the Oyster Bar, and it is very good. You've had oysters there? Oh, yeah. I, I've never tried oysters. I, I would imagine I'd like them because I generally like all food, but I don't know. It's extremely uh, sensual and intimate. <laughs> oysters, oysters are also kind of the f- food that you really taste what you put on them. Do they have the consistency of like a yogurt? Uh, no, it's kind no, of like a yolk. Like an egg like yolk. A yolk yeah, like an yeah. egg yolk? Yeah. yeah. Huh. But a little meatier. Okay. Yeah, and a lot saltier. Okay. Yeah, but really slimy. I mean, so, so Alexei Pokashevsky addressed the media yesterday for the first time. Hold on, Andrew. Let's talk about what really matters. So, guys, tell me the last time you had a good one. Guys, just slap. First of all, Alexei right made us throat. wait for forever. He made us wait for over half an hour. He was bundling up and putting his capri pants on. He was trying to put his capri pants on, but I just want to uh, first address. The fact that any time that we talk about Alexei Pokashevsky, we have a new drop. Oh. And it goes like this. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I didn't hear it. Hold on, do it again. I'm very excited to talk about. <laughs> the, P, the P sound is so strong. Yeah. It, there's a, so much power. We'll do it one more time and then I'll uh, I'll give you guys one of his quotes and then we'll we'll discuss. <laughs> so oh, Lord. it was funny. He's I think he's one of those guys that when you go to talk to him, everybody didn't know what to call him. Because it's like, oh my gosh, we've just been calling him Poku for the last three weeks. Do we call him that? I think one person called him that, but I think they called him Paku. Um, <laughs> it was a very, it was just a weird time. But here he is talking about how he's physically preparing for the NBA season. Everyone said that I'm, you know, weak or something like that. I got to get weights. That's everything normal. I know that. But just trying to work on everything, being physical on the court and be tough, some of the main things, you know, just getting stronger, um, be every, being every day at the weight room, just work there. So he's, if you missed that, did you miss that? Uh, you look confused. Yeah. I, I, I think I got it. Yeah, I mean, he's just. He's trying to get stronger. He's trying it's to get stronger. He's in the weight room, guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Here's, here's the thing that I caught from this. He, without, you know, people asking, they're not sure what to call him. I'm not certain he knows how to pronounce Oklahoma. Because he, at one point, the, the, the clip I saw, he didn't say it, and he called it the city. Yeah. Because he was like, Oklahoma, the city. And so I don't think, he, I don't think he's there 100% yet either. He, yeah, that is certainly possible. He also clearly doesn't know NBA lingo. Because he called it a club. I he loved called, it. He called it a club, but he also, instead of saying that he was traded to Oklahoma City, he said he was transferred to Oklahoma City. Wow. Yeah. What a I, Euro. I love, I love that. Yeah. I love both of those things. I know. He's, he was, he was actually pretty great uh, can yesterday. I, can I just vent for a second, just real briefly? Well, Jay already. Wow, like, Jay. Oh, cool. Media day feels 
like when, especially when it's just on zoom, like when you're not able to sit down and have like one-on-ones or grab guys in the hallway in between things, mm-hmm. it's like, I could predict the six questions that everybody asks every NBA player Dude, across the entire league all it's, the time. It's honestly strange and miserable. <laughs> kind of like, Hey, uh, Hey coach Dagnald. It's uh, good to see you. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Great. Thank you. Hey, uh, what do you think about the development of these guys? <laughs> I think they're going to try the best when you, they can. Like, when yeah. you look at Shea, what are you expecting from Shea this year? Dude, it's it's miserable. And how it works is I just sit in this same chair that I'm in right now, look at my computer screen. All of our All of our cameras are off. So they're just sitting in a chair with the Thunder background behind them with just voices coming into the room. They don't know who we are. They don't know what we look like or anything. We're just voices. And they just answer a question that they hear coming from a speaker. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not what it should be. And (laughs) even media day in itself is not ever like, like the greatest media day was probably the Paul George Carmelo Anthony media day. Oh yeah. Like that one was great. That gave you content. It's going to be a minute before we get like real content from this team on media day. Um, Hey, uh, Darius Miller, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you recovering from Achilles? Fantastic. What do you think about the Oklahoma city organization? Like I can almost, I haven't even listened to that one. It's so bad. I can almost guarantee you the questions that are a part of it. Yeah. I think, yes, definitely. Darius talked yesterday. Nice man. Here's what have the, you been working on this off season? What are you working on in the off season? Well, I'm just trying to get better at everything. What have oh. you doing the last month? Oh, okay, great. Okay, but is <laughs> yeah. the problem is the problem that we have like no Thunder beat writers who actually know what questions to ask and what to dig into now? No, 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 no. The no. issue that this is the same thing across the board. Like you literally can turn on anybody's media day and it's the same question. Yeah, it's Rui. It, what have you been working on? And now it's like. What do you guys think about the possibility of adding Russell Westbrook? Oh, it's, you know, we're excited. He brings a lot to the team. You know, we just want to go out there and compete and try to, you know, it's like, good Lord. Well, that's the problem. Uh, I mean, that's just the problem with yeah. media day period in perpetuity. And the other thing is, I bet you're looking forward to all the, the treats that they have out. I know, you know. Of course. That's the best part of media day is the treats. Do you Honestly, set up your own treats now in the house? I do. I set up a little station of frozen grapes next to me. I remember. And then mm. we're good to go. We had the, uh, when Kevin Durant came in and, and spit out the chips because they were so bad. Yeah. That was, that was See, good. I mean, like little things like that is, and I mean, honestly, the last three years of media day, I have hit record, set up my, done my setup, hit record, and then not even stayed in the room because it's not yeah. worth it. And, yeah. and, and we don't have a new intro. We don't have a new intro. What are we going to do? Nothing. We do have a new intro. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Every podcast starts with that. Now. Anyways, there's not a lot to take from any of it. There's there was I was kind of excited at first that they were going to spread it out, but now I'm not excited that they have, it has to be spread out. I wish that we could... Because, I mean, honestly, I don't 
I don't know what the holdup is with a lot of guys. Like, I don't know what, because they were supposed to do starters first. Like, I don't know why Shea hasn't talked yet. Mm. I don't know why George Hill hasn't talked yet. Maybe they're not here. They're refusing to come. Did you know, did you know that James Harden hasn't reported to camp yet? Yeah, I did hear that yesterday. Dang. They haven't even, okay, the, the coach has not even, like, spoke. The coach was like, yeah, we're giving James some space. That's what is that's, going on. That's key for, for, uh, he is not returning our calls. Yeah, he is completely ignoring us. He yeah. is not here. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, I don't, with the Thunder, I don't know why Shea hasn't talked. I'm not really sure why George Hill hasn't talked. Well, but. And the only story is it all that like you can only have four people at a time. So right now they're not even working in groups of four. They're just working individually. Well, and also they refuse to pay for Skype. So they only have like forty <laughs> minutes or not Skype, but uh, Zoom. 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 Yeah. So they only have 40 minutes to get people. Yeah, in. this is true. Yeah. We wasted 30 of those minutes waiting for Poku yesterday. Well, He's late. that's He's late. He was late, and then you have to do it. And the only story worth talking about we're not going to talk about here, unfortunately. But everyone who watched Media Day knows what I'm referring to. Hello, welcome to Tayshawn's Factoid Fickery Dictory. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, uh, Paul George started saying stuff. Oh uh, my gosh, Paul George. <laughs> Paul George, here we are again. Paul George saying stuff. This God. happens to every, everybody, what an man. Idiot. He's, Everyone, such a, he's such a jackass. He really <laughs> is. Everyone falls for this, for his thing all the time. Oh, boy. Let me just, we talked about it over text. Jay, I think you sent it to the text group, but I'll just, I'll just throw some stuff out here. Um, these are quotes from Paul George. We never worked on adjustments. We never worked on what to do differently. We just had the same S happen over and over. The convo should have been, we need to change this. We didn't practice the whole year. So the whole thing about the Clippers Nuggets series is everyone's talking about how the Clippers lost. And it was just such a such a bad loss, such a choke job. So um, I guess Jokic had something to say about it. Oh, did he? Not about Paul George's comments, but about how everyone's just talking about how the Clippers choked. And no one's talking about the Nuggets winning the series. This is true. And so this is from Jokic. Even now, they're talking about how the Clippers lost. Not how we won. Just because someone doesn't give us respect doesn't mean we listen to their opinions. We know how good we are. That's Jokic's answer on not getting national respect still. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that. Oh, I also wanted to remind you that the Clippers were up 3-1. Mm-hmm. And in the closeout game, in the third quarter, we're up 20 points. Yep. So even I'm going to talk about how it's just a choke job. <laughs> but <laughs> but the Nuggets were very good. And so and Jokic makes a good point. And my question to y'all is, who or what is something or someone that does not get enough respect? Put some respect on the name. I can start if you need time. Go ahead, you start. Uh, Reese's Christmas trees. Reese's I, Christmas trees, like the treat? Yes. They don't get enough respect? Oh, no. I respect them a lot. Do they get respect in general? I don't I know. Don't think so. I, 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 no, I don't think so. I don't hear people talk about them enough. I have heard you talk about them. Yeah. But it is, uh, I mean, a 
it's so much better than a normal Reese's. It's my preferred Reese's treat. It's the best one. Yes, we are just wrong. Reese's. We are just nailing some freaking Reese's trees in our house. Yeah, they're delicious. Oh. So I, I like the little mini ones. Yeah, we're talking about pop them in the fridge, baby. Pop them in the fridge, and then pop them in my mouth. But the the chocolate is harder on the cups. The yeah. Reese's tree is it's so smooth. Yes, See, you can smear so it over better. your whole body. See, it's I don't weird. I don't necessarily want that. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Well, I don't give it the respect. I don't respect it. Go get some. You can get at Walgreens two bags for six bucks. Oh, you're buying bags. <laughs> yeah, buying I thought you're buying them individually. You're oh, buying the bags. I'm buying bags. But <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't the question: Are they po- properly respected? No, just what's something that it Underrated. doesn't get enough respect? Not getting their due. Yeah, they don't get. They don't deserve their. Due. I think they do, though. Is my only thought about Reese's Christmas trees. Really. Well, maybe yeah, it's man. Those are like that's in like the top echelon of candy, man. Mm-hmm. I don't the know. eggs. Well, then maybe the I've just been I've just been away from this conversation. The pumpkins. I've never. I'll say this: oh, the I've pumpkins. Never heard anyone else talk about the Christmas trees. I and I'm saying besides, the Christmas tree specifically. Besides okay. the people okay. at this okay. table. All right. Okay. Okay. Here's mine. I don't think that early ought. 2000s music really is getting has gotten its due <laughs> dude that's like, actually pretty good luke because i think oh, that, we don't want to talk about the 90s i think people are so into like 90s nostalgia yeah like 90s yeah, cover yeah. bands like i i think the world is so ready for an early 2000s basically emo <laughs> cover band i think emo is so ready to come back and all of that stuff like if you go back and listen to some of that music which i do pretty often because it's yeah. like high school music for me yeah it's so good and no <laughs> one ever talks about it no one there are no early 2000s like cover bands there's nothing from it and some Can of I give you my my thought on why i think the reason is is people still feel like 2000s wasn't that long ago 20 years you can't do a cover ago. band for what was yesterday you know that's what people feel like you know you're absolutely right i know yeah. but i just feel like we're on the cusp of it being like a thing you know, yeah. Give me some examples. Like, um, I, I think very early, like Jimmy Eat World. I yeah. think very yeah. early, uh, uh, Dashboard Confessional, huge. Yeah. yeah, Dashboard Confessional. I bought both of their like early two thousands uh, albums on vinyl, and like there is not <laughs> a bad song on there. They are all absolute bangers. I know every <laughs> word to them. Yeah. And, I would uh, agree. I would agree. I think you're right. And I, then, like, uh, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, like, like yeah. stuff like that. Like, some of these we're bands ready. though, like, kept continuing. Like, Death Cab is still making music. Yeah, yeah Death Cab yes, has spanned all that's twenty years. True, but okay. I have I have an example for you, Luke. And I think you're right. And I think we're already seeing it happen. Okay, there's a band, American Football, which yeah. is now today known to be like one of the greatest emo bands of all time. Okay. Are they really? They Actually, I would argue that. that they don't get their due. Oh no, they get their due. Do in they? the right circle? Oh yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. I haven't been in those circles. Because I really like them. They're great, but I never hear anybody talk about them. That's the first but, time I've heard heard their I've, name. Well, but they, I've no, never no, heard their I name. I have one, one after this. Okay. okay. So they came out. They released an album in ninety eight uh, in ninety nine. Yeah. And broke up soon after because they couldn't they couldn't get any shows going. Yeah. They had like zero fans. 
And then they became this great band when people were figuring out, uh, going back and listening to their music, they yeah. started picking up steam in like the 2010s. Yeah. And now they got back together because it is now worth their time and they're selling out shows like touring in Japan with Jimmy Eat World now. And they're bigger than they ever were. And it's and now they're getting back together and making uh, music 20 years later. Wow. So I think you're right, Luke. I think the, the interest is coming back. And then the other, like another, this is a huge one for me. There's the band Cartel. Oh my had the, oh had God. The, had this had the Chroma uh, the, CD. Phenomenal. That was good. That's like 2010. Yeah, that's, that's no, like I, I think was in Chroma, high school. I think Chroma was 2005, 2006. Is it really that? I think so. And I'm talking. I'm just saying, like. Some of this, I, I just think we're so ready, and it has not gotten its due. We're ready to get its due. I mean, that second Jimmy Eat World album, what's that called? Bleed American. Futures. Yeah, you're right, oh, man. Bleed American. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's perfect. It really is it's a perfect album. top to bottom perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Chroma was 2005. I guess I guess that would be right. I, yeah. saw, I saw them that band play like five times. Ah, oh, they're great. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm ready. I'm so, I am ready for it. And no one else is. And Jiminy Crime's going to come back, right, Jay? That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Here's the deal, man. Is This is kind of funny, but so we, uh, I play in a 90s cover band whenever, uh, you know, I want to ever play a live show again. It would be awesome. And because the guy who formed our band, Justin, is closer to you all's age than my age, is a lot of early 2000s bleeds into it. So we play like, we do play Jimmy World, uh, The Middle, we play Sweetness, and then we play 311's, uh, oh, Amber, Amber and, oh, nice. which is early, those are all early 2000s. Amber, yeah. and then there's one more that we play from them, uh, Love Song. So, man, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're breaking that mold, Luke, for you. I know, but I need to go deeper into the aughts. Yeah, that's about the deeper. end of my early 2000s. Oh, Deep man. Dive, though. It's it's great. Dave John's back toy bigger in mystery. Dave John's back toy bigger in mystery. So you like the drop is, hall of fame here, man. We're just knocking out two of them with the Pokemon. So good. Pokemon. <laughs> All right, Elman, do you need music for your online deep dive? No, I don't. Okay, I didn't think you did. Oh, my God. Guys, this is what happened to me last night. This is my online deep dive. I know I have to do it, but I, I hadn't done it. Okay. But I was playing some Fortnite, and I was like, I'm going to play a little Fortnite and get a you know, video game a little bit. And then my friend jumped jumped in my group, and we started playing, and then we play, And then I looked down. It's midnight o'clock. Haven't done my online deep dive. So I was like, oh, but I had an idea. Stayed up to like 1.30 doing it. Just by the way, he told us at about 7 p.m. that he had one, but it's a secret. So it's a secret. I knew because I wanted to tell you guys that I had one so that I did it. So that I didn't like be like, oh, to come this morning. I was like, I didn't do it. I'll do it next week. Mm -hmm. okay. I wanted to do it. I've been, this idea has been rolling around in my head for a little bit because someone, I don't know who tweeted this from our Twitter account, mm -hmm. tweeted uh, something based on the Bare Naked Lady song. That was me. That you said it's been one week since Sam Presti <laughs> traded all our whole team for Pokachevsky. For picks and Pokachevsky. <laughs> for picks and Pokachevsky. It. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it <laughs> was. Yeah. I, I saw the picture, that picture with all the different jerseys, and I, the Bare Naked Ladies song just hit my brain, and I sat there and thought and thought until I came up with something that would fit the Bare Naked Ladies it? song. Here's the Can thing. You sing it? It's been. Here's the thing. I wrote an entire song to the one okay, week well, looks like- based on... Based on that one tweet. Based on the tweet, you yes. created the entire song. Okay. I saw it. I was like, that's such a good idea. And so I did. With your permission, I'd like to do the whole thing. Permission, I did. permission granted. <laughs> both verses. I did oh both verses. Okay, I started at one. And it's, I was like, it's getting I, a little hot in here. I have to continue. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Now, don't. It's there are some parts in the song. I've sung this song in karaoke more than I've done anything else. Yeah. I know it very well. So it's good. It, if I mess up, just give me a little grace. Just don't give qualifiers. Just okay, do okay, it. Okay, just okay. Do it, man. Here we go. It's been one week since Sempresti traded a whole team for picks of Pokochevsky. Five days since Andrew laughed at you, saying Sam did just what I thought he was gonna do. Three <laughs> days since the living room realized it's all Sam's fault, but what could we do? Yesterday we forgiven him. It'll still be nice to hear him say he's sorry. <laughs> All other GMs that got hoodwinked didn't have time to think. They were dealing with they weren't dealing with a normal man. <laughs> Prefer picks, always picks, although as Serbian he could not miss. Mavs liked Puchevsky, but he'll never touch Mark Cuban's hand. Oh my God. <laughs> Hot last season when Chris Paul dropped dimes. These were unique times. Sam Presti built up Sam Paul's value. Steve Adams, he got the mad hits, but Tresty wants, but Presty wants picks. We tried to hold him, but trades went through. <laughs> <laughs> make a break and take a. F- oh, they didn't change this part. But it's make a break and take a finger, like I say, I nigga chick. I like D. Schroeder. He's the finest of the players. <laughs> got to join the Lake Show. Now Schroeder has got to go because he's so dangerous. LeBron signed a new contract waiver. <laughs> How can I help it if some of these trades make me sad? Trying hard just to smile, but I feel bad. <laughs> Our old team has said it's kind of like a funeral. Can't understand why they're gone. Well, you soon will. Have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. Fat Lucha Thunder fan never wears a shirt. It's been one week <laughs> since Sam Presti. Traded our whole teams for picks and Pokotevsky. Five days since Andrew laughed at you saying, Sam did just what I thought he was going to do. Three days since a living room. Realized it's all Sam's plan, but what could we do? Yesterday, we forgiven him. But it'd still be nice to hear him say he's sorry. Danilo Gallinari. Not a- <laughs> Hold on, okay. Keep this doing, is- keep going. Okay. Danilo Gallinari, not a... Okay, this is Chicky China, Chinese chick. Okay, okay. Danilo Gallinari, not a Thunder player. We got Hawks picks and he said, see you later. Watching Cade Cunningham's clips with no lights on because the tank is on. We hope our 2021 picks the first one. Can't keep up with these trades. I'm getting frantic. Sam Presti's pedantic. I hope all these future picks satisfy... Like Nike, I watch mad films. Okay, I don't watch film, but if I did, I'd be an NBA smart guy. <laughs> Poku called NBA teams clubs. <laughs> Tried to say Oklahoma kind of flubbed. Obre was here. Now he's flying off with Draymond Green. <laughs> the team will prove no one's immune. New team by afternoon after some <laughs> boom. Boom from nowhere trades. Sam Presti never does the wrong thing. 
How can I help it if I if some of these traits make me mad? Trying hard not to smile, but I feel bad. Our old team has said it's kind of like a funeral. You can't understand why they're gone. Well, you soon will. Have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. Fat Lucha Thunderflan never wears a shirt. It's been one week. We said Sepresti. Turn the whole team for pigs and Pochashevsky. Okay, that's it. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm going to need... So I'm going to need you to either stay and record that. I'll try. Or you can record it at home. I'll try to do it. Plug to, in I'll, I can try to do it with a, like, to a karaoke song, but there's some parts that are way too fast. But I'll try. That was that was because a word salad, my friend. That, you really know that song. That'll be our next YouTube <laughs> sensation. I just need I just need a good recording oh, because man. then you can put like you can edit the pictures in and the parts that he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. That's gonna take you forever. It's gonna take me forever, but it's it'll be worth it. I for, stayed, that's amazing. I stayed up probably till two o'clock in the morning thinking about it. Just like <laughs> laying, we laying, tell, in, bed, that was a laying in bed, just being like, okay. Okay, I got this part. <laughs> <laughs> like I woke up and I was unhappy with some dinner Schroeder language and I was like, I got to change this. This is what, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for all of that. That was glorious. That was so good. Wow, that was incredible. Oh. Twitter questions. Let's do some Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from He's out of breath. At Trav underscore is underscore funny. Who wants to, who says, can we take a moment to reflect on the rise and fall of PG 13? He was one of my favorite players to watch for a season or two in OKC. Saw him deny Giannis in a game in OKC to win it. And I remember him being a top three for defensive player of the year and MPP voting. <laughs> now it's just like he's a punchline. It is absolutely true. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And everybody wants to talk about, oh, this is the player empowerment era. This is like the downside of the player empowerment era. Because if he would have just stayed with the Pacers and tried to make that team something, yeah. and they'd maybe been to the East, because that team, like that team's good, and if they would have gone to the East Finals or done something, like everybody would probably really respect Paul George. Uh, but now, like he is absolutely a punchline because he has put himself in position with the Clippers to be a great team, and he's fallen short because he can't. It's possible that he can't even be the second best player on a team. And then he always has something to say, not accepting responsibility. Exactly. He always has excuses. When he talks about we, what we should have been saying, what we should have been doing, you should have been the guy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just sitting back and waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look back and listen to the Raptors, guys. Fred Van Vliet said that Kawhi Leonard never took the time to get to know me. 
<laughs> you don't want that guy to be leading you. Paul, if you think those things should be happening, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. And this is why I have zero faith in the Clippers ever winning an NBA title. Yeah. Well, and that's it's the thing that we all knew about Paul George. Paul George is fantastic or can be fantastic as the second guy. Um, but he's not ever going to be in really with Kawhi too, is it's, you've got a team full of those guys. That's why I think a trade is going to be so important for them. Yeah. If they have any hopes to be better than what they were last year. Um, well, and the, it takes like Ty Lue to be that guy. I just, I, anyway. yeah, I don't know about that. So George Hill is a guy they could probably use. That's what I'm saying. Move Lou for George and you and Oklahoma city can send Lou to a third team. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of teams. The Bucks would love to have Lou Will, wouldn't you? Wouldn't they? Oh, I thought you were talking about Ty Lou. <laughs> Go ahead, trade him yeah. now. Trade Ty Lou. Just get it to done. the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they would. I don't. I mean, I'm assuming Atlanta would want Lou Williams again. The city. They've got so many guards. He's an expiring. Honestly, you, I don't know if you could get something for Lou Williams at this point. Just buy him out. No, you just let him play. The, the Thunder. In Oklahoma City? Yes. No way. Jay. Okay. Listen. No, I don't think Lou Will would, like, he doesn't have a choice, obviously. But He wouldn't like, have a choice. He would be fine. He would be just fine. He's going to get a lot of shots here. I'm telling you, this team, as presently constructed, will struggle to score 85 points <laughs> at Bring times. it on. Let's do I'm it. I'm dead serious. Let's set a record I am, for the worst team. I am not joking. I, mean, I am I not have, joking. I totally agree. From a night-to-night basis, they're going to very much struggle. What do you what do we expect? 28 points from SGA a night and that's probably on the high end. Yeah, probably not even <clears throat> Maybe but 26 points per night for if him. If he's the best player because there's no other player well, that the other team is going to be looking at. Well, so. 30, 30 from Dort. Every 30 night. from Dort. So Let's say at, 12 from Dort. Let's say 12. Oh, that would be at, amazing if we got 12 from Dort. Right. Top end. Yeah. We're at 38 points right now. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? You think Who I'm kidding? I'm dead well, for, serious well, when I say that they're going to struggle to score 85 points because then the the problem is this team doesn't have scores. Yeah, Horford, be, that's true, Jay. So we're at 50. Horford will score 17 tonight. So now you have what 55? Yeah, 55. Okay, you've got Darius Baisley's going to score 30 tonight. So there's your 85. <laughs> and then Darius will score 12. Yeah. I think 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. Okay. And now, and now what? I don't know who Frank Jackson is, but he'll probably score some points. <laughs> yeah, Frank Jackson averaged like three points a game. And, and the other yeah, thing, he just needed the spotlight, bro. This is a good thing. This is, oh, gosh, you guys forgot. TJ Leaf scored 28 points in a game last year. Did that really happen? Two years ago. This yeah. is a good yeah, thing. against we the want, Hawks. We want Don't worry, buddies, because I definitely watched a TJ Leaf highlight video yesterday. <laughs> and what do you that think? Is, that is rock bottom, Jay. It's rock bottom. That is Why absolutely you rock bottom. That is absolutely rock bottom. I know what all the rest of the guys in the podcast are saying about TJ Leaf, but I need to see for myself. Maybe, they're, maybe there's something to this. No, 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 no. I just literally, I, I'm so, so number one is it somehow populated on my YouTube channel, like my YouTube, like, hey, watch this. And it was a TJ yeah. Leaf highlight video. Mainly because I've watched like 35 Pokashevsky uh, videos since mm-hmm. he was drafted. But it is, uh, he's just, you know, very unimpressive. So, yeah. But scoring 28 points in an NBA game is not unimpressive. So, 
Yeah, he can I mean, score. Let's say let's give him about seven and a half points per game this well, season. That is quite generous. Um, it's either going to be him or Muscala is going to score those points. So you, they're the same player. So even make a seven for either one of those guys. Maybe like, combined, an average. Yeah, combined. Sure. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's why it's like you add Lou Williams to this team, and I'm I'm sorry, like he's not he's not going to move the needle, but he will he will get you to 90 points a game. <laughs> and uh, and even for the development of other players, you don't you do need some guys that are good enough and veteran yeah. and like can take some attention away from you from yeah, the yeah. other team. Yeah. Is and that who you is Lou Williams the guy you want for that? No, Why no, wouldn't no, you I just, just keep mean George Hill court. at that point? I just mean on the court. No, I mean the only reason you do the trade is so that you can get an additional asset or you from the Clippers? Yeah. Yeah, they've got um, they've got Detroit's Detroit for whatever reason gave them four second round picks <laughs> in that trade that they did on draft night. Four. <laughs> my my God, what are they doing? What is Troy doing? Troy talked about how many big guys he would like to have on his team, and he's sure gotten them. Detroit is just a complete train wreck, but they have a ton of Detroit second round picks, and that would be to me sufficient. I mean, if you give us 2024 and 2025 Detroit second round picks, which might be like the 32nd pick in the draft both years, because I think they're going to be hot garbage. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be hot. great. Give us those two picks and you can have George Hill. And in which, I mean, the like we've talked about, like the Clippers need a, a change. And George Hill, I think, would be a welcome change. A guy that can play defense. He can hit threes. He's a solid veteran. And he poops before every game during layup lines. Really? That was reported huh. by, by ESPN this past week. Wow. See, that's that's the stuff we need to be what getting. Weird at. reporting. That's the reporting we need. You guys were just complaining about how boring media day is. Yeah. Do poop before the game. He True. leaves layup True. lines early before every single game. He walks to the locker room to to poop. Huh. That's awesome. That's like when I walk, every time I walk into Barnes & Noble, I have to poop. Dude, 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 <laughs> dude I poop at Barnes & Noble all the time. Every single yeah. time. There's dude, something what's about, up with what's that? What's up with that? I know. It's been a thing. I'm glad that this came up. Wow. I've been the last two times. I've pooped both times. Oh, I poop every single time. I won't have to poop. I walk is, it in. The, is it when you walk in, you just smell the coffee and it's like, all right, I got, I'm done. No, I mean, oh. I smell coffee. Other, I don't have to poop at Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, I do. There's something about... I think it's something about like the paper smell. I think that it's that you have to spend a long period. Like you're, if you're at, at Barnes and Noble, you can't be in and out and grab something. You have to look I don't around, know, man. find it's, your thing. It's almost immediate. Wow, that's really good. Mine, mine aren't immediate, but but they're but they hit out of nowhere. It's just like wow, yeah. this has to happen yeah. right now. I th- there's some, there's a science about like the the paper. There's something in the so. air. So that's the so rise the next and fall of Paul George. <laughs> here's, here's the problem with Paul George. He comes to teams and he's like, we have to, we're going to immediately be playoff like contenders. We're going to win. And then he was like, he was like, we're the best. And then when they lose, he's like, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> and has all these, he's like, it was everybody else. I was doing all the right stuff. It's like, you are the worst. Yeah. Somebody that I've grown to really like is Kevin O'Connor at the ringer. And he, he did, like quote tweeted that video where he's talking about how he's being used like JJ Redick. 
And oh he, he KOC was like, actually, you ran a pick and you ran pick and roll more last year than you did in your entire career. <laughs> and here's the actual numbers to back it up. Lord, that was great. I saw yeah, that too. That Ugh. was so good. I also don't think Kawhi Kawhi does not seem to like when players talk like that either. So I don't see them like Kawhi's a no. He's a get down to business. I don't care about anything else. You know what? I'm telling you. The thun- this is how it affects the Thunder, is that the Thunder have the Rockets picks and the Clippers picks, and you- there may not be more valuable picks in the league than those at this present moment because of the volatility that exists with both organizations. Wow. Love that. Love that. Okay, let's go on. Our next starter question it comes from at the middle speed or the middle's peed. I don't know. <laughs> What do you think is going to be the next big change to the NBA for player development? Like how will the next star be different or how will the next star be different or rules, four point line, foul erasing, et cetera. The next movement, and we're going to see it over the course of the next four to five years. And it's the NBA has already moved toward this, but it's going to be even more with the type of players that are coming into the league. I believe that the next three to four drafts are going to shape the NBA as we know it. And it's going to be almost completely positionless when it comes to how the ball moves on the offensive end. And the Thunder have have already started to do this, which is really good, is that they have young players that are malleable, that can do multiple things, they can all shoot, pass, and dribble, and some of them are seven feet tall. And so that's the next thing. We saw it with Bam Adebayo at the Heat. Bam Adebayo was bringing the ball up the court freaking KG during yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals closeout game and just destroying them. And what makes Bam so good is that he can shoot, pass, and dribble. And he's huge. Mm-hmm. That's the next thing, is that everybody can shoot, pass, and dribble. Well, and that it's it's the thing that we started seeing early with Golden State, which was just get six, <laughs> seven wings. Get six, eight wings, yeah. put them on the court. And we look at um, the draft that's coming up next year. All the best guys are just that. Big guys. Cade Cunningham can... is playing point guard, but he's a six, seven wing. He's six, eight now. He's six, eight. Mm-hmm. And like all the guys, it's like eight of the top 10 guys are just six, seven wings. Well, and you guys have guys like Evan Mobley that are going to be coming into the league next year that are seven feet plus that are bringing the ball up the court. And you're like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And the thing about it is that these bigger guys are being developed differently. And I think that that's the next wave is everybody can, can do everything. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's it's, the, next it's thing. the fruit of the Steph Curry revolution, right? Yeah. Like yeah. with that Warriors team, yeah. what they did is they showed an entire generation of kids, like shooting, handling, that stuff is what you need to be working on. And so every kid is doing that growing up playing basketball. You don't have anybody playing back to the basket, you know, big man mm-hmm. post moves anymore is if you're tall, you grew up shooting and dribbling and, you know, fading away and doing all those things. And I think that you're absolutely right is we're going to see these physical freaks with incredible skill moving forward. I think that's the future of the league is that everybody it's, I don't know what it would take to go back to kind of that old nineties, two thousands version of basketball, but I just don't even know if that would ever happen again. 
It's going to take the Pistons rising to the top. Rise to the right. Top. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still be- weird because you have all these big men that are drafted this year. And some of them are the throwback. Like I keep going back and picking on Isaiah Stewart, but yeah. Isaiah Stewart is a throwback kind of center. Yeah. Um, James Weissman. I, I think there's a lot of questions on what he's going to bring that's different. And so I get that a lot of the draft went the different direction, but that's why it was so surprising that it went that way. Yeah. I think Okongwu is the guy that I think has the ability to be kind of that next kind of era of big man in the league. As a, def- um, as a defender, his, certainly yeah. he can stay out there. I question yeah, I'm not sure his, he can stretch yet, but yeah, he can, I don't know that he can stretch or pass. I think we'll see Wiseman being stretched <laughs> though a little bit too, especially definitely. Yeah, he's on the Warriors. He yeah, he's on the yeah. Warriors, and that's going to be one of those guys. I think Andrew that you're talking about is maybe he came into the draft thinking, oh, it's kind of an old school seven footer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But his skill set is far beyond that. And yeah, Golden. If there's any team that is really going to push that out of him, it's going to be Golden State too. Yep. All right, let's move on yeah. to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Lander Kyle, who wants to know, outside of Cade Cunningham, who do you wish the Thunder would take in next year's draft? He knows any of the top five would be good, so no saying any of the top five. You can – here's the, the dream scenario, right, which we don't use that language. Wow, Jay. But <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we stopped doing that a long time ago, Jay. If the Thunder can get two in the top ten, yeah, which isn't which isn't unfathomable. <laughs> it's not. You know, the Rockets tra- trade Harden. Yeah, they get in the lottery. There's a chance you get two in the top ten. Uh, you're going to get two incredible players. Um, Zaire, I want to say Zaire Smith, but isn't that Williams. the guy Zaire Williams that just got waved? Yeah. Zaire Williams yeah. out of Stanford is a kid that. Uh, has a pretty real shot that looks really good. He's probably seven, maybe, I think, on Sam's big board. Um, but you're going to have guys all the way through probably the top 12 that are going to be, would have been top five in this year's past draft. And so mm-hmm. I think if you can get two, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't, I, it's hard. I've been paying a lot of attention to those top five guys. And so you do have Evan Mobley and, or Mobley, 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 Kate Cunningham. You've got uh, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Suggs that I'm Dude, just fired up about. Like Jalen Suggs. Ankle, but... I love... <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking good. at this mock draft and he's going, he's number one on this mock draft. Who, Suggs? Yeah. Yeah. I would not be shocked to see him go number one. He's so sick. Also, that Gonzaga team is, is very good. Yeah. And Sam Vecini was talking about this on his potty release yesterday, but on his potty, on his potty, when he was on the potty, <laughs> when he's walking into Barnes and Noble, he um, <laughs> gave me a, he gave me a call. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's talking about how if you switch Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs, and if Cade was the point guard for Gonzaga, he was like they would win every game. They would never lose a yeah. game ever if wow. he was if he was on their team. Um, but Suggs is freaking tight. That guy's awesome. I would love to have him. And so there's, I don't, I honestly don't know this draft well enough. So, I mean, I'm, I can't tell you who, who's like, I don't, I haven't watched enough Scotty Barnes to know how good he is or Josh Christopher or Terrence Clark or Moses Moody or any of those guys. I haven't watched enough to be able to tell you who my favorites are. I'm with Jay. Like I've watched Kate. I've watched Jalen Suggs. Um, 
I can't watch. Can't wait to see like footage of Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I've also watched Evan Mobley, but those are all like top five guys. So sorry to sorry to disappoint, but we'll we'll eventually we'll get there. Trust me, we will we will get there. There will be a point in the season where it will be that we would much rather watch college basketball than the Thunder. <laughs> I think yeah. that's going to happen, and so we will we will have plenty of time to go over that. Hi, let's do our next Twitter question. <laughs> what <laughs> comes from at Ariel Lufkin? It says, first time, long time. If the goal was, quote, not tanking and you had to play Poku 25 minutes a game because he only played the one or the five all season, which would it be? It's the one, and it's not even close. It's not even close. <clears throat> He'd be the backup point guard. That'd be awesome. It's not even close whatsoever. If you're trying to win games, there's no, there's no way. There may be no way that he plays center in the NBA ever there was the, the video that we that we sent in that jay sent where it's like he's working out yeah he has to be working out with other guys that are like seven feet tall because you can't get a I, like idea of how tall he is in the video yeah because everyone else is huge yeah, yeah. but he doesn't move like it, it doesn't look like you see him it's like that he's seven feet tall he moves the most he's the most awkward person on the, yeah. face of the planet he's like looks like an even a normal human. Exactly. Even compared to like Porzingis, like Porzingis doesn't move like that. And if you want to be really smart, and this is the new thing that people are doing on podcasts when they talk about prospects and people talk about hips and hip movement. Oh, hips is this year, huh? Yeah. Hips, hip, is, hips. hips is the new, is the new smart NBA term. Oh, so if you want to be a smart NBA guy, talk about his hips oh, and the way not, he moves. How like do you hips. talk about hips? Dude, you just mention hips when, uh, with movement and you just sound like a genius. Huh. Well, the way, the way that Porzingis moves on the court and the way that he can move his hips when getting into position just is something that is very special. See how smart I sounded? Wow. Really what everyone's smart. doing is you're just watching all the butts. Yes. <laughs> just so, staring at butts. It's a butt wow, movement. Look, now look at his hiney right here. Yeah. Watch Anyways, you're right, Elman, that he that's a, that's been the thing about that's the most intriguing thing about him is that he moves and does things like a guard, but he's seven foot one. That's the thing. Hips. Oh, yeah, those hips. Those hips don't lie. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's great. Okay, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Okay, okay, how is this? It's a it's a fun one. It's from at Flobby Dagnuts. Who <laughs> says, Hey big daddies. I'm a soon to be new dad. A thick one, I might add. Any advice on balancing thunder watching and being a good dad slash husband? Oh, you can be a good dad and what I just went through this, Flobby. Because <laughs> I had a little I had a newborn baby. Through the uh, through the season in the playoffs, it's awesome because basically you can just hold your baby. See, new newborn time is the easiest time. It's so easy. You just have to like, you just walk around and you can watch every game. It's yeah. It's it's without a doubt the easiest time. They're only going to get more difficult for you. Oh yeah, it gets way worse. So here's the key. It gets better, but it gets harder to watch TV. Here's the key, Flobby. Find you have to get the Thunder games on your phone. Oh, interesting. This yeah. is this is how you do it because you're going to have to be moving when you get into toddler age. 
you you can't just hold them. Yeah. In fact, they're gonna say, they're gonna say the words to you. Don't hold me. <laughs> okay. And so you're gonna have to be on the move if you want to be a good dad or hussy. You're gonna have to hussy. You're gonna have to get on the move, get the game on your phone, so you can carry it from room to room if you need to. You have to be mobile. Yeah. Or you're just gonna be a jerk and be like, hey, I'm trying to watch the game. Yeah. And you don't want to be the guy that says, hey, I'm trying to watch the game. So yeah. get it on your phone. You can move from room to room. Or if you've got good Wi-Fi, you can carry it on your laptop. A lot more difficult. I just recommend the phone. <laughs> you can wrap the uh, wrap the breastfeeding pillow around your waist, set the laptop on it, and now you can just The boppy? You can walk around anywhere. Well, there's ones that like wrap around and Velcro to the hips. <laughs> I'm not aware of this one. Oh, man. I have no idea what any of you guys are talking about. Yeah. But uh, it sounds right. Hey, uh, let's move on to our next sort of question. Is Jake on? Um, back. He's back. Okay. Oh. It is from at Steve-O Utah, who wants to know who will be the first down to dunker to admit that watching a team lose slash tank is not fun. At what point in the season will that person lose interest? I'll be the first. No one's saying it's going to be fun. I'll be the first. It's not going to be fun. We're not going to have fun. Okay. What's fun is thinking about the draft, thinking about what could be watching these young guys develop. Sure. That's going to be fun. They're going to lose a crap ton of games. And the, I mean, the thunder don't, here's the thing. Like the thunder don't want to lose games. They don't really, that's not what they want. They're doing this so they can win at a higher level. That's what this is all about. Sometimes you got to eat a, a crap sandwich. And they're they're going to be eating a crab sandwich for for a while. A so. Crab sandwich is this no. a Red Lobster poop, thing? Poop sandwich. We're going back to Red Lobster. This a this a. Did we talk about Red Lobster on the pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. We've talked about Forrest Gump, Gump, Gump. Oh yeah, shrimp yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gump, okay. Gump, Shrimp Gump. Okay, it's I got gotcha. you. A heavy bathroom show too. <laughs> yeah, heavy bathroom. <laughs> this is true. All right. Uh, our next Twitter question comes from at Pepsi United, who wants to know if one of the Atlanta young players falls out of the rotation, would you be willing to trade for him? Which one and what asset would you give up? Um, I mean, I wouldn't pay a whole lot. I'm Reddish or Deontay Hunt or DeAndre Hunter. Who do you want? <sighs> Honestly, I don't really want either one of those guys. I guess I would say, <laughs> I guess I would say Cam. Really can't because Herder's not part of that. I wouldn't assume. I'd probably want Herder over all of them, to be honest, because he has a definable NBA skill, which is shooting, and he's tall. So I would probably take them. Cam, I mean, Cam is the thing about Cam Reddish that I would probably choose him is that he's only twenty one. So that's, and that might be the the only thing that would. <laughs> make me want him because he's had a pretty he had a pretty good year last year but um i would probably say him deandre hunter's 23 hasn't really shown a ton i'm not a huge huge deandre hunter guy he may develop into something but i guess cam but i'm not i'm not super intrigued not fired up about any of them all right our last twitter question comes from at floppy dagnuts he says he asks this because the people are clamoring for an answer. If you suddenly went back to the year 1900, what, if anything, would you actually be able to teach or make to become rich? 
or make a difference. Sports betting does not count. And he says Taylor can't say pots. Uh, you can't make pots. You're transported back to 1900. Oh, 1900. 1900. Oh, God. I wish I had this before. Um, see, we can't just like create internet because we don't really have the, the skills. I, I don't know how to create an internet. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the true. big problem. I that's the big problem. We also don't have the hardware. The, the hardware technology hasn't caught up to that yet. Here's the problem. When you really think about it, in 1900, I have very little usable skills. <laughs> no, you could be a lawyer. Well, uh, yeah, but, I mean, no, because I don't, you know, whatever, whatever you have to do to do it. Like, you can't just show me like, I'm a lawyer. I know. Oh, I, I, I don't think know. Back, I, I don't think know back old then, laws. I think back then you absolutely could just show <laughs> up to a town and be like, hey, I'm a liar. <laughs> Set up know. a law office of Luke Stevens. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have like skills like 1900s. Okay. Yeah, dude. So I have a story for you. Listen to a podcast. There was this guy who was a fake doctor and he moved to this small town in Kansas and he was fixing impotence by replacing, uh, by putting goat testicles in their bodies. Okay. Okay. It was fake, but he became this huge doctor, started having his own radio show. People were just training in (laughs) like to get goat testicles. (laughs) He okay. became this millionaire, 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 ran for governor in Kansas, lost because they threw out a lot of the votes that were voting for him, and then ended up... Basically, here's my, here's my point. You can do whatever you want in the 1900s. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. If you're confident... If you're confident and you have communication skills, okay. you wow. could do whatever you want. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that your answer is... Surgically put goat testicles in, in into people. And that's how you would make a difference in the 1900s. It worked. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>